Coming up on this episode of The Village Idiom. If it's intended to be, like, would you say, uh, uh, like, in the priorities of your life, you've got, you know, your job and your kids and family and all this sort of thing. And then and I've then, got the front burner stuff. <laughs> dum, dum, da, da, village Idiom. Hello and welcome to The Village Idiom. We are a podcast and every week we choose a popular saying to take an admittedly shallow and hopefully comedic and once in a while interesting, if we're lucky, educational dive into its usage, its origins. But mostly we're going to use it to hang our otherwise directionless conversation on. My name is Jurassic Mark. And I'm Skitty. Do you remember Doug and Wendy Weiner? No. Okay, there is. It was a Saturday Night Live uh, skit where it, they just like I can't eat that I have diverticulitis that oh. sounds familiar like there's always a sound yeah, afterwards always, oh. I think we're ready to go <laughs> <laughs> I would have never in a million years remembered their names though <laughs> there's a comedian who used to do it too <laughs> oh I know that guy he always like looks like he's cracking himself up <laughs> Oh, wow. Something frying? Do you hear that? Is frying it, up some bacon? It's so hot, maybe, that the studio is catching fire. It is hot. The weather's been outrageous. <laughs> it's like Helter Skelter. So I was going to bring this up. summer swelter. Oh, this, this sort of has to do with... Uh, oh, here. Okay, fine. Okay, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I was going to bring this up a couple weeks ago when we were chatting here, because uh, uh, I had just gone camping, and, and you were about to go camping, but mm. I was going to tell you about something so we'll use this to to intro what the story I wanted to tell you because it works well for today this is Simpsons so I put puppeteering on the back burner <laughs> I put puppeteering on the back burner <laughs> I love back burner things so uh back burner is 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 what made me think of this I bought um you you've gone camping Sunscreen? with me you you've gone camping with me I I like you actually camp- have fantastic color right camping now camping gadgets oh you you just love gadgets in general in general true but yeah i always pick up like one little thing a year for camping Mm -hmm. and i don't even do that much camping no but you You, do enough but this time was a uh you've got to do three weeks a year very inexpensive um always i've had a camp stove for Mm -hmm. years and years or sometimes i take my my coleman like your home rolly barbecue yeah 240 volt so you know the classic green two burner coleman stove yes camping stove. iconic I found an oven uh, that collapses down to about about the size of a pizza, and it just sits on top of that burner. That's great. And you use the same burner. You put this. It looks like a. It looks like literally looks like a safe. Like it has a red knob to open it. Mm -hmm. So it looks like there's a safe sitting on your stove. Anyway, I'm like, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try this. So did you pizza or cookies or we did muffins, biscuits, cinnamon rolls. potatoes hash browns all different times that's great and the muffins the bottoms were a little little blackened like mm-hmm. the very bottoms and we just sliced off that quarter inch yeah. but i'm like this was a win it, it revolutionized your camping oh, game yeah and since since today we're talking about back burner as an idiom uh, you thinking like back country me. or no burner like oh, putting it on the burner wow. of the stove to create an oven I'm I'm a fan of this because like you've gone camping, we've done. Have you seen my Dutch oven? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was and looking so, at Dutch ovens too, and I decided to give this a go. Yeah, it sounds like actually way more useful. <laughs> so with the Dutch oven, it's a uh, fun whether it's 
it, it directly into the the fire or trying to put some coals on top coals on the bottom and then baking like cakes yeah and, and has it worked out yeah yeah my favorite and it is the pineapple upside down cake so it doesn't burn no really i know it's how crazy. does it not burn the bottom i mean well, actually, you end up, uh, oddly, you put more coals onto the top of the Dutch oven than the bottom. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so, like, it generates the bulk of its heat from the top down. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's not... And when I have gone direct fire, stuff just absolutely blackens. Oh, it does? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, direct fire meaning what? Like, the Dutch like oven into the is fire. in the fire? <laughs> yeah, or at the edge of a fire. Like, So, the, how do you use it, then? Uh, often with coals. Um, like so, briquettes? Yeah, you can use briquettes. But but what do you do? You're talking ah, taking coals if, if out I want of a con- real fire? Yeah, if I want control over it, then I use briquettes. Okay. So that you can bring something to like, you can literally like go like, oh, I think I want about 350 degrees to cook or whatever. And uh, yeah, just by how many briquettes you pile do you on know, top. Do you know, does it have a thermometer on it? So there's a thing. Um, no, but I know by the end result and how long something should take in a, right. in a certain scenario that you're going to get a pro- approximate cooking time. Yeah, it's called the, it's the two over two under method. So whatever, um, uh, if I was to put a baseline of eleven, then I would put thirteen on the top and then nine on the bottom. So two over on the top and then two under of what briquettes? Okay, so you do use briquettes if if I want control like a cake. Yes, when I've tried to do it with not like i baked a pie <laughs> that was like it was okay So when you use briquettes are you, you on have the much ground? more control yeah, yeah absolutely i just put put down a couple pieces of tin foil or whatever yeah yeah it's great huh yeah i was looking at those because i was looking up recipes and whatever for camping then it's just kind of like an around the campfire activity totally yeah so but, it, but the last several times i think that i've gone camping there have been fire bands so my propane fire is all i've really got mm-hmm so I don't know. Would you get away with the briquettes I on the ground? I haven't tried. I haven't tried it into the propane one either. That's like a great idea. Huh. The bulk of the heat is, uh, yeah, as I was saying, comes from the top though. Right. So and when Which you're cooking in the fire, baking, yeah. there is no back burner. It's no. just all burner. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you can put it in the back, the front. Won't matter. It's all burner. It's all burner. Yeah. So, anyways, burner, back burner. Um, so the meaning of the idiom backburner is to put something off for later, something that is to be done. You're like, I'm going to do that later, but it's also used a variety of ways. So there's the delaying of something or it's to just to declare something of low priority, like not important, not important, or it could be on standby because something kind of like our, the quote we use is something has now taken precedence. So it's like, it's on the backburner because of. Do you know what's gray and unimportant? Ash. And irrelevant? <laughs> Continue. Okay. Well, I was just I was just declaring the meaning or how how this idiom is used to put something on the back burner. I think we've all used it. This is a really common one. Yeah, I, I like back burner things. Do you? Like, yeah, sometimes I think it's like a, a trap to be more caught up in back burner items than the main things. Interesting. Yeah, there's just then it's not really a backburner thing if you're more caught up in the backburner <laughs> like thing. Collectively, you, all the things become all the backburner becomes frontburner. I don't know. It's like just because if you take care of the small things, then I don't know. Is it the other way around? You're supposed to take care of the big things, and then the small things take care of themselves. It's not a what you, you should do waste or should do. On all the small things. It's just if it's if you're and wasting the, your the time. Big things disappear. 
See, if you're if there's action, whoop, sorry, that was me. If there's action on what you're doing at all, then it's not really backburner because backburner is it's simmering, it's inactive. You're not in in its idiomatic usage. It's not something you're even paying attention to. So if you're paying attention to it, you've brought it to the front burner. So if it's intended to be like, would you say, uh, like in the priorities of your life, you've got you know your job and your kids and family and all this sort of thing, and then and I've then, got the front burner stuff. <laughs> really important things yeah uh and then throw in like hobby and then so like sometimes the hobby could be like i don't know just really exciting see none of those things are back burner back burner yeah is, yeah yeah no I, yeah yeah back burner is my music career back burner but there's times it's not not anymore really it's back burner everything else would take precedence over it i don't know really I think so. Real life kicks you in the head. Shouldn't maybe backburner things and your affinity to them be declared by other people than yourself? Probably. <laughs> That's probably true. Okay. Th- things that are tough. <laughs> this this is a out of left field, but go from camping to backburner kitchen related things. As we're wrapping up <laughs> camping, okay. um, it, it, we left late in the day. And my son and his wife, who camped with us for a couple of the days, he says, uh, do you want to join us? We're going to go to this uh, this place, this restaurant. Uh, I'm like, oh, it's pretty late. He's like, it's open 24 hours. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and we were camping in Harrison Lake, and it's in Chilliwack. And he goes, I said, I don't know, it's getting pretty late. And he, he's like, well, let, let me just read you some of the reviews on Yelp or whatever. And so it's like, great menu, including the item where it says free. Religious views. Next, the, the the next review. This is a cult. Don't go there. It's run by a cult. Yeah, next, you're talking about the Yellow Deli. Have you been there? Yes, of course. Oh yeah. So I'm like, yeah, we're, I'm in. Let's go to the cult restaurant. Yeah. So it's funny. It's very interesting. Yeah. No, it's. A, I think it's an actual cult. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Not screwing around cult. Like no, it's no, like no, full I, out cult. They've got their. This is how they pay for. Her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, their their servers aren't paid. I don't know all the details of the inner workings of the, the thing. The, but in the reviews, it's like, do not tip. They're not paid. The tips go to the commune. Okay. Well, I, I tipped. Just Did so you? you know, yeah. Let's I support a commune. I just, it, it came up on the little display tip options, and I'm like, I That can't. is actually driving me crazy I right can't now. can't not tip. Uh, yeah, and this has nothing to do with today's podcast, <laughs> but the tipping has gone crazy. There's, yeah. a, there's a comedian, John Christ, who has spent a lot of time talking on his podcast about tipping. And uh, he he said, if you shifted tipping to either nothing or 25%, you'd immediately see when you should tip or not. And I'm like, interesting. Because if it's worth 25%, it was worth a tip. So there's this thing about, like, if you can't afford to tip, then you can't afford to eat out. That you shouldn't eat out unless you can afford to tip. Which I just think is crazy. Right. That there's a displayed price that we all agree upon. This is the cost of the thing. This is the cost of me doing business, et cetera, et cetera. This pays for like the utilities, the rent of the the place, the, the servers, the food. You can spend $25 on this thing. Okay. We agree. You put out the price. That's the agreed upon price. And then the least amount of effort, I think, is like, oh, you come in. 
uh, I pour you some water. I bring the, the plate to your food that we've agreed upon to your table. And then everything after that would be maybe good service or right. But when people are like, no, like it's, it's commonplace to give 20% for good, good service. Like I'm baffled by that. So there's like minimum yeah. effort. Like what was the minimum effort you needed to do to just do your job? What drives me crazy is a tip should go to someone because they deserve the tip. But most restaurants are now you tip out like the kitchen staff gets tipped. Everybody gets a, a little piece of the pie. So that actually makes sense to me. On well, no, then it should be just in the price if everybody's getting it. So if that person is the final, um, the the final piece of the puzzle, like there was, like the, the person washing the dishes, the, the the you know, like the cook, all the things that went into it. So it depends it. on what your reason so for tipping. If, you if add, the, the food is extraordinary, then you'd like I'd like to tip the kitchen. Oh, so you're going like that direct? What are you tipping for? Oh, so was the person a comedian at your table, sure. and you're like, "That was a show. I, I love that." Then it's going to the server. If it was the hostess that brought you in, that just light it, it made your eating experience different. Then they get the tip. It's like the an Uber driver is not tipping out to the rest of his no, other drivers. If I was to go to like, should be individualistic. The, the, the front, the front person for a band in many people's eyes is the band. What I should do is tip in cash. Or they probably still have to. Yeah, it, it all it all goes through, but there's a whole process behind that that I think deserves a cut. Even if it's like, oh, like five percent goes to the dishwashers, you know, ten percent goes to the whatever, and the server gets the the yeah. lion's share or whatever, totally, or just include. Totally disagree with you. It, just include it into the price. If it's if this is a cost of doing business then include it into the price. Right. So that and, I agree with and, you. If it's the no cost tip. of doing business, put it into the price. And if, but then it's not a tip. A tip is your personal one-on-one experience with somebody. But you're only going to have experience with the front, the, the guy singing the song. That's right. Yeah. So that's the, all the accolades, all the, you know, all of that goes to that one person. That's right. Though the drummer, it doesn't happen without him. So outside of restaurants, that is what happens. Including the front man of a it's band. It's the last contact point of, yeah. of the organization. There's something about being the I'm, front man. I'm going to give the the front this front person the the, the waitress waiter. Yeah, like twenty percent of a bill. It's like oh, you're out with your family or whatever. Okay, it's gonna cost you a hundred bucks. Here's an extra twenty five bucks just for you for getting me some glasses of water. No, 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 not for getting glasses of water. It's got to be extraordinary. So when that thing comes through, do you go, hmm, this was 5% tip? Yep. I don't, but that's exactly how Exactly that you don't. Yeah. yeah. You don't. No, I, I don't like the tipping process. And not, not because, you know, if it's a cost of doing business, it shouldn't be in the form of a tip. So like, I went for a milkshake to like Fatburger. Don't judge. I'm not. I'm ready to go. I saw it right in your eyes. No, I'm like, as soon as this is over. We're off the fat burner. But for now, let's put it on the back burner. <laughs> okay. And so I go there, and it's like the literal whole process is so I'm in, I order, I get my shake, and there's a thing like like for tipping. Like, what is the, like, you did exactly the least amount that can be done. Oh, I don't tip like that. So it's zero for me. So no tipping isn't an option on the thing. You have to, like, go through into a second page menu. Yeah. It's not like no tip. It's like, do you want 15, 18, 20? There's always an option out of yeah, that. Yes. So 
but the the thing to do to make it all go away fast. So you got to go into the, like the little sub menu. No, thank you. Oh, a custom amount of tip. What would you like to do for your custom amount of tip? Zero. Yeah. So it's uh, 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 custom amount. Enter your custom amount and then process, or you just go fifteen percent and it's over. Yeah, that that's, that is not that's a, the, exactly. It's yeah. not. It's not worthy of it. No, if you're not serving me at a table while I sit there like a fat king. And so the There's last no person, the last person to receive, uh, it, the the only person capable of receiving the benefit, is your last touch point. That's what I think it should be. Yeah, they're the, the only fr- person the capable man. of it. Yeah, it's crazy. They didn't get there at all by themselves. They put something into the computer. That's why a whole team of people did other things. A prep crew in the morning. Um, yeah, the management, everything behind it that went into making that happen, that final touch point, you go, yeah, you deserve everything. Yeah. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. So that part, I think, does make sense. But the tipping as just a standard, to me, doesn't make sense. The front person, the face-to-face person, is always the person. If you don't like that, go get that job. If you can't do that job, you're never going to get a tip. Classic economics, you can't all have that job. You need the rest of the job to have that job. The rest of the job people most likely don't have the people skills. It's like a supply chain thing. You can't get to the end without the rest of the back part. That's why they need to be paid out by percentages. Yeah. Yeah. So in a band, the the lead singer is the face of the band. They're going to make more than everybody else. They're the one. That's fine. Yep. But you need a drummer. You do. The difference is I can get another drummer. You need roadies? Yes. I guess depending on the situation. The front person, the face, is always deserving of the tip because they're they're the last touching point. That's the person that is making the connection. Yep. So here's an extra $25. So if the... On our $100 bill. If the kitchen... No, no. The, the amount, we could argue... I, we're probably on the same page. I think the amount and the expectation and the the... What's the word where it's just automatically the tip is on there? If the meal was good, would you go, I'd like to do an extra 15% for the cook? If it was mind-blowing. Yeah. If it was like you, you order a burger, and, but this one time you're like, holy cow, what did you do you can't, to this? You can't, though. No, you can't. I know. You I, can only go to the front person because they're the last touch point. Right. So you should be able to tip individually to who touched your point. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, and that's... Uh, that's anyway, today's episode <laughs> yeah, is like complaining about tipping. back burner. Yeah. Well, there is no back burner uh, when you are, your, your sole job is the front burner. So, whatever. There is, there is no back burner when your sole job is the front burner. Yeah. Yep. That person who is the... See, this is what I'm talking about. Is that thing you do. It's the questioning thing to it's make my, me elaborate my out. my quest to understand what that sentence means. There is no back burner. No, what did you say? So like a front burner position, like their whole job is to deal with front burner. There is no back burner. Give me an example. I'm not following you. Like a, a service person. The final, we're still on this, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> there. So you're saying a service person is the front burner? They they're the the last like they're the yeah, important I, part. 
uh, of that equation, right? Because no, the important be... part is the food you receive. Whoa! But the tipping goes to the face of it. Yeah, yeah, that's so, screwed up. Yeah, kind of. Anyway, there. So I don't tell everybody how see mom and dad argue. <laughs> Well, we have no choice but to dig into the origins of this idiom. Where'd they go? Where'd they go? No one can know. I turned around and looked behind. Those words came from another mind. Origins. Noise. All right. uh, So let's get into it. This is going to be short and sweet, so our rambling is probably a good thing anyway. (laughs) This idiom obviously has culinary origin, um, easily could refer to modern stoves, which have front and back burners. Uh, A cook will put the the things that are less, that require less stirring or less attention on the back burners. Um, The unimportant things. Yeah, paying more attention to the people in the back preparing it. Right. Paying more attention to the things in, on the front burner. So there is speculation that this goes all the way back to wood-burning stoves. But most, the further back you go, the less likely there were four spots to cook. Because the entire top sure. was uh, a burner. Like I wonder if they did things with, and I actually have no idea, if they did things with thicknesses of metal or something that there was hotter spots. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know that either. It wasn't, didn't come up. Um, sometimes there were circles present on the top and, and I can visually lift out. Yeah. I was just going to say, I can kind of visually remember opening up the four circles, um, on old wood, wood stoves, but it would have different temperatures depending on the position of the firebox underneath. So left, (laughs) right, front, back, it could vary, but the idiom didn't come into use until the mid 1900s. So maybe wood burning stoves has nothing to do with it at all. And mid 1900s is when gas ranges or even electric stoves became a thing now i i did i didn't confirm this but i did hear that originally some of those four burner gas stoves the back ones were only for simmering Hmm. like it wasn't like you had four equal stovetop spots um the back ones were lesser than so that you could specifically do that we had a stove that had the five we have five you have five yeah yeah there's there's one just for simmer Oh, okay. There's a fifth one just that's so we had a fifth light. one on a glass top stove, but it wasn't even simmer. It was just a warmer. It was barely like right. it just yeah, kept yeah. it. It wasn't even you couldn't cook anything on it. But right, it's just it enough to it. keep it keep yeah. it going. So um, older older gas stoves, older, uh, modern gas, whatever stove you're talking about, there are different ranges of heat on every burner. But you do put things out of reach. Let's call it that. Instead of it being about how hot or cold it is. You put it further away from you because you don't have to deal with it in the moment. Regardless of the specifics, items on the back burner are usually being cooked at a lower heat. They're usually barely being paid attention to unless you're cooking for many people. Then you've got every burner on the go. This is an annoying thing about the the Coleman stove is that when your frying pan or whatever is is too wide too how it kicks thing. off the little flame guard thing oh, so that I've the back that the back doesn't like go on proper oh, oh the the side flappy thing oh i thought you meant the it kicked on the second burner like lit it up oh no no just that it doesn't fit so yeah you, so the side things don't yeah you're like half resting totally whatever yeah 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 there, but there is no back burner on a coleman stove is there four burner coal there probably is. probably 
if you got enough money, you can buy anything. Yeah, that's true. It'd okay. Just probably be better to just have two Coleman stoves, two regular ones. <laughs> anyway, uh, clearly, obviously, comes from stoves, comes from cooking. It couldn't be more on the nose, mm-hmm. but it is still idiomatic because it rarely refers to cooking. Came across this little it's unimportant and a little unimportant joke, which uh, cracked me up. A man enters a confessional. Says, "Forgive me, Father, for I have signed." The priest says, "It's pronounced sin, sin, but you know that's not important. Uh, what have you done?" I divided the opposite by the hypotenuse on a right angle triangle. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the intellect of that actually grabbed me. I'm like, that's hilarious. That is good. What does that have to do with today? Or is it it's just not funny? important? It's, it's it's pronounced sinned, but that's not. Oh, important. okay, yeah, yeah, okay. fair enough. Yeah, it's unimportant. That's pretty good. Yeah, so anyway. At first, I thought you were making a fire reference. So I was like, forgive me, Father, for I've singed. I thought it was going oh, singed. there. Yeah, See, there's a whole so many priest jokes. Yeah, a gang good. of priests. <laughs> What was your... Forgive me, Father, for I have singed. (laughs) Uh, It's sinned. Okay, a priest goes uh, to a... um, Like, what's the people... I'm trying to do, like, like the language... What's the language impaired people? The uh, sign language. Yeah, I'm trying to not use sign language. Oh. Yeah. For I have signed. ASL? Yeah, it's the forgive me, Father, for I have signed. Like, there's some joke there about... Like, what they? What do they do when they go in the booth? It's just like the priest hears. Forgive me, Father, for I have signed. <laughs> someone's. I heard someone said it looks like someone's trying to solve an imaginary Rubik's cube. <laughs> Did you hear another person got busted for doing fake sign signing no. on the news? Yeah, another one. But this one is brutal. Like you look at it and they're like. Anybody would know they're signing nothing. Does anyone vet this? I don't process? I can't believe how many times. You think this the has first happened. person who's uh, needs like the visual support like that would be like like <laughs> like this guy yeah. doesn't know what they're doing or however well, they same do it. Same thing as picking up the phone and we keep getting these phone calls, but all we, we hear is finger snaps. <laughs> we don't know what it is. Anyways, yeah. Uh, anyways, well, we should get into. Uh, the Red Links. Don't mind if we do. Red Link is a game we like to play. It takes a two-part trivia-based question, requires a two-part overlapping answer, overlapping by sound, syllable, word, or word. So, for example, uh, last week our idiom was all mouth and no trousers. That was a fun British banter we had there. And we left you with... Uh... Oh, man. I didn't jot it down. What did, what did we leave everybody with? Do you remember? No. Nope. All mouth and no... Oh, yeah. It was uh, the Three Musketeers mantra mm. is all this. Uh, it's all for one and one for all mouth and no trousers. That's it. That's it. And that's how you play Red Link. The correct answer is not all for one and one for all. The correct answer is not all mouth and no trousers. The correct answer is one for all and all for one mouth and no trousers. Did I get that right? <laughs> yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah, it's a good it's a tongue twister. <laughs> Try and explain that one, trying to learn English, right? <laughs> exactly. Okay, here we go. No, hit me. This low-priority task is for a discardable cellular. Oh, you know what? Did you say OK goggles? I don't think so. This low-priority task is for a discardable cellular. 
Discardable. Oh, uh, back burner phone. It's a back burner phone. The legitimate children. Hope you got that one. Listen, I don't want to confess to those listening of uh, the fact that what they're listening to right now is pre-recorded and not really the day they're listening to it. Mm -hmm. But every time we do a double, I fail to make riddle links for the second one. So I've got nothing. Really? Yeah. That's so okay. I got. I got have a second one, one, and you do the second one. Okay. But tell everybody well, the legitimate how they can children, reach out, reach out to us on this this most disappointingly second one. Yeah, but oh, it great. is what it is. I, uh, I think for some reason I put them on the back burner <laughs> when I'm preparing two episodes. It's so far back that. Well, I guess I'll just get the tip today. That's right. See, who would get the tip today? <laughs> It'd be you. Your your knowledge of the idiom is way better than mine. So. Yeah, but you're the face. I would split it with you because I think that's fair. Okay. You can reach but out to us no on Instagram. <laughs> you can reach out to us on Instagram. The producer is in for a cut? No. No. Not even the person that presses record. No one. No one. No one. We're just greedy. <laughs> greedy fat pastors. That's what we are. <laughs> you can reach out to us on Instagram at the.village.idiom or email us thevillageidiompodcast at gmail.com or whether it's the Facebook, the YouTubes, or, or, or the Twitter. Oh, the, oh, the, the X's. X's. You always ha- you always pluralize it. The, the, the YouTube's, the internets, the, the X, the Facebook, the Instagram, the the stuff, the X, whatever. All my, my X's live At on Twitter. Three minutes gone. At all three right. minutes gone. Here all it right. is, the final one. Do it. Give it to me. Rural Australia is unimportant to them. That's a good one. Rural Australia is unimportant to them. That's pretty great. And that is three minutes gone. Nicely done. A little something, something. Yeah. Well, it's fun uh, arguing for you. And now we're just going to go make up. I'm skinny. <laughs> Remind me to... Oh, uh, yeah. This is an off-air conversation. All right. Uh, I'm Jurassic Park. And these are the village idioms. <laughs> wow. You found a song with a backburner. Wow. Last three minutes gone.